mm. um, which I loved, but it's not like that. But that's kind of what I thought it was going to be like, but it's still fun. <laughs> so put a pin in it right here. For you guys who are wondering, why are they talking like they know each other? Heather has been on the show before on Women's Wrestling Weekly. So if you want to kind of get a very in, like tense background, like, you know, how she started and all this, other, you want to go to that episode because we're not going to do that right now because it's going to be boring for Heather and it'll probably be boring for us. So if you want to kind of know <laughs> all the ins and outs, refer to that interview. We'll put it in the little tagline and you can click that and watch more of us. But currently we're talking about that. <laughs> all the wrestling things. <laughs> and wrestling things. Oh, um, okay. So here's a rest. Here's a wrestling thing I've done during quarantine. I got you. So I started watching old Attitude Era wrestling. Like I was literally watching, I think from late 2001, Raws. And I watched every single, just watched them in a row. And then I'd watch the pay-per-view and then watch it in a row and watch the pay-per-view. And it's actually like really refreshing to, to go back and watch. And I remember these random, like random matches that were like five minutes long but I'm like I remember this match happening so I think that that's kind of interesting because obviously that was like when I first started watching wrestling right and uh to, for me to remember those like tiny matches like Jeff Hardy versus Lance Storm and I'm like I remember how this match ends right. so it is so weird to me that's so Did funny I oh, same thing actually and it, it's so funny, like, just seeing, like, why did I remember this as a kid? Why was this the moment that, like, stuck in my head? But there was so much stuff I didn't remember. Like, I didn't remember, actually, um, Shawn Michaels originally being in Degeneration. Like, I actually somehow missed that or, like, you know? So it's, like, kind of fun to go back as an adult now and be like, you watched this descent into madness that is the Attitude Era. <laughs> yeah. Heather, is there something that like you watched recently that you that you were like, oh, I forgot how great this was. That's like your favorite. Where I started watching now is where I started watching kind of when I first watched wrestling. So that was also like kind of interesting. So it was the Hardy Boys when they broke up the first time where it was like very dramatic soap opera storyline of uh, Lita was in, stuck in the middle and then she had to ref their match like at a pay-per-view and she was totally torn and like re-watching it, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I love this. I was like, this, I, this is the type of, sh of stuff that I love in wrestling is like the kind of over the top dramatic, but you can kind of put yourself in their place type of stuff. It was not necessarily about fighting, but it was about like, you know, emotions and, and how it made you feel. I think that's always the strongest part of wrestling that people want to forget about. And we mm -hmm. talk about it in other interviews too, is that the reason why fans are drawn to wrestling is not just the skill of somebody physically in the ring, it's also the skill of the story that they get you to care about the two people that are standing in the ring. Yeah, so that was that was definitely fun to watch. And just re-watching now as a wrestler, what the women were doing back then and you know how hard they were going despite, I mean, they were definitely getting a little bit more time than like say the divas were. You know, you had the workhorses like the, the Jackies and the Molly Hollies that like, I liked them back then, but you know, obviously like Trish's and Lita's and like Stacey, I love Stacey Keebler. Stacey Keebler is probably one of the best managers of all time. I'm putting it out there. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Rewatch it and you'll agree. <laughs> Cause she she knew what she was there to do and she didn't think she was more than what she was. And I think that that was like, kind of, uh, I appreciate that about her 
like watching now. We have the the your cat gaining weight. We have video <laughs> games. We have uh, you watching old episodes. Now, from those old episodes, do you like see something and you're like, man, like when I get back in the ring or something, or like this is a good idea for something in the future? Do you see any like did it inspire you in any sort of way as far as storytelling? Yeah, totally. I've definitely seen some some stuff in like in a lot of the Molly Holly stuff. I work a similar style to how she would work. Um, she kind of had this American style, but also like a little bit of more like high flying stuff as well when she needed to. Um, and then uh, watching Jazz work now also it was kind of, I was like, oh, she like knows exactly what she's doing. So I've taken some stuff from them that hopefully I'll be able to apply once wrestling is really up and moving again. I think that was one of the most exciting things for me going back and watching is everyone kind of talks a lot of smack about, you know, the, the women's wrestlers back then. But then you watch it and you're like, this was actually way better than I even expected it to be. Like these women are so solid in their fundamentals. So even if they weren't allowed to do very cool, amazing moves off the top, if you watch their actual wrestling, like especially Molly Holly, like you said, you're just like mm. kind of blown away at, at how solid they are and how much they get it. So I really yeah. enjoyed that part too. So with speaking of, of that and the relevance of, of women's wrestling right now, with the pandemic coming crashing down on all of us, you know, and everyone kind of having to take a, a, a break for a little bit, at least for wrestling, do you think it's hard to stay relevant and to stay a part of the wrestling industry when you're not actively wrestling? Like, how has that been for you? I think it would be if you're not willing to do a lot on social media. Mm -hmm. because social media is even when wrestling's happening that's how people are getting their starts now really like it's definitely hard especially on the west coast to stay relevant just because we don't have as much stuff like on say like IWTV that people can go and rewatch i know that uh, hood slam got some stuff put up on there so there was like a lot of the glam stuff that got put up but other than that there wasn't a lot like that is was in their catalog and now obviously their show's starting to happen over on the East Coast. We're kind of out here in the, literally in the, the dust. <laughs> so yeah, I think social media is the, the only way to stay relevant during this time. And it's actually like my social media has gone way up since, like especially on Twitter, but that's because I stopped caring about talking about politics. Because mm. I used to not want to because I was always told like, that's just don't talk politics, don't talk politics, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, I don't care anymore. That's like what I'm passionate about. So mm -hmm. right. and I, that's when my numbers started like actually going up and I'm like, well, all right. Oh. <laughs> that was me in posting sexy pictures on Instagram. I was like, this, you guys told me this wasn't what you wanted. Ugh. Oh yeah. I never cared about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you do. That, well, actually the both of you. <laughs> Y'all like, yeah, okay. This it's what we do. We doing the sweater on the beach today. Okay, cool. This will, I, I like it. I like it. You get, you get some hand claps for that. I've just been told for years that men were sick of seeing women doing this, doing that. Doing, so I never post that stuff on Instagram. And then I start posting it and everything goes up. And I'm like, you dirty, rotten liars. Well, even, liars. even my, the, the funny part about that is like, even my interactions with other female wrestlers went up. Like, I feel like once I started to post more pictures of just because I was more confident that's why I started posting mm -hmm. more pictures like it was right after my my breakup and I felt good about myself so I started that's when my social media started going up and I would start like 
actually having like other female wrestlers be like, oh girl, you look so good. And like all this stuff. And like in my, they're in my DMs being like, you look great. And I'm like, thanks guys. And so it's like my, actually my relationships with other female wrestlers got better because of that, which is funny. Were you nervous to start wrestling again or to start dipping your toe in the water with the wrestling world after the, the pandemic? Yes and no. I was really anxious to start training again. Unfortunately, like MPW, which is where I got to go train, got closed down like pretty quickly after it got started. I did uh, turn down a couple of things that they wanted me to travel first, kind of in, um, in June and July. I really, I wasn't comfortable doing that yet, but now I'm feeling like everybody kind of has a little bit more control over what they can have control over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know I, I have control over like how I travel a little bit more too. So I'm, I'm a little bit more comfortable doing it now, but I was definitely hesitant at first to do shows, especially at, outside of California. Like if there was some in California, like doing um, championship wrestling from Hollywood, which we just taped a bunch. Um, I was totally good with that. There's no crowd. They made everybody get tested. They tested us at the door for temperatures and that kind of stuff. So I think people are just getting a better handle on it. Yeah, they're taking, like, I know Hollywood is taking, like, the New Japan model because I know New Japan filmed a lot. And so we're learning a lot about, like, how to produce a wrestling show without an audience. And so it's a very different experience. Um, And how is that experience for you to, like, do that without really an audience it was weird but I think with Hollywood specifically I felt comfortable I'm used to that room exactly like it's the same setup yeah and and my character like my character talks a lot anyways and I (laughs) I was comfortable in what I was doing and I'm really excited for the one of the matches that well both the matches that I've done uh that are coming up but one specifically kind of towards the end that I, I was really proud of and it was a long one and we were like, I was like huffing and puffing towards the end, but that was really easy at Hollywood. When I did um, AEW, the dark match, I had, the dynamite match had fans. That was like, they, that was their first time using people. And so that was like a breeze and I got to be who I was doing the dark match. There's nobody there. I was a good guy and I was like, oh God. And so that was a lot harder for me. Because I think you look for more validation as a good good guy, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, and I was in a new place, in a bigger space. Like that place is huge. So, um, I think in a bigger space, it's a lot harder to like kind yeah. of feel how it's actually going. Yeah. How did you like mentally prepare for that for the AEW dark match, and and how did you have to shift kind of how you looked at things from previous matches? Um, you know, I honestly didn't think too much about it going in as far as like, oh, there's not going to be a crowd because they do have people sitting at ringside and I had a couple familiar faces that were at ringside so that helped it's going to be nerve-wracking no matter what I kind of just went into it the same way I normally do I'm always like really nervous when I first have to go out and then I'm like oh, okay I know what I'm doing here how did that come about the AEW stuff that was so awesome to see you by I know way. it was amazing <laughs> so exciting <laughs> I think we all were screaming <laughs> yeah <laughs> um I just went out there and uh trained with them and um, kind of earned my spot in that way. So I felt pretty good about that. I, I talked to um, Jake Atlas about it and he kind of pushed me to, to take an, another step because that's just the type of person that he is. He's and awesome. yeah, he's, he's always there to push people. He, he's been pushing me about other stuff recently too. And I'm like, yeah, okay, fine, I'll do it. But yeah, so I kind of did that and then got to spend the week with him, which was nice, but went down there, trained with the girls and trained with um, Dustin Rhodes. And it was really, really nice to like a be training again 
mm-hmm. and uh, B, just kind of show what I was what I was made of because I'm really um, confident in my training and who I am when I'm training. So um, I think getting that I earned that spot on Dynamite and I felt good about it. Was there was there anything when you went out there and did some training? Was there anything new that you learned that kind of helped guide you to that that big match? I mean, yeah, that was obviously like learning under like. Dustin Rhodes is training and then Medusa was there too. So like having two like great minds for wrestling, just like little, like little things, you know, I they, there was a bunch of stuff that they said that I kind of like absorbed in and different drills that they did that were interesting that I'd never done before. So it was definitely very helpful. So now you've done AEW. Um, I know you've done Ring of Honor in the past. You've done WWE. Have you done Impact as well? I think. Yeah. Yeah. So in NWA is kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, so, like, what do you, where do you see Heather? I see you've been tweeting like that you're tired of being underappreciated. So, like, mm. where, what is the goal? Where do you see yourself going next? What's the plan? Honestly, like, I just want to make a living wrestling. I think I would prefer to be somewhere where I can do TV regularly because I think that that's like definitely one of my main goals is to, to get on that level. And it's, I went to school for theater. Like it's totally always been like part of what I wanted to do, but I'd be happy anywhere, like just getting to do my thing, honestly. And I, I think each company has something different to offer. You said what you wanted to do, but like, it was very conservative. Because I would never say I want one specific place. Like, cause that's just <laughs> not true. <laughs> so it's, not, it's not necessarily once. So, so um, let me just get this. Cause so for, I think I said this last time you're on the show. So wherever you put in the universe, we kind of like the show makes it happen. So <laughs> you're saying that like, no matter where you are, that's fine, but it's more like on TV on a regular basis. That's, mm-hmm. that's kind of the goal as like, you know, and, and you're, you're being appreciated by that promotion that you're with. Right. Yeah, totally. All right. I just want to, you know, putting it into the universe yeah, <laughs> correctly. Cause it's like, well, you can be anywhere on TV and it could be in like Saudi Arabia. I don't think you want to, <laughs> so, you know, so you they know, wouldn't like me there. <laughs> <laughs> Although that is an interesting question. I know, I think you were maybe going to go to Europe before coronavirus, if I remember correctly, besides the U S where would you like to wrestle? I mean, obviously Japan would be one of the main places I would love to wrestle in just like learning wise. I think they, that would be really awesome to, to just learn different ways to train because I've done like seminars with Aja Kong. That was really interesting. She just trained us the way that they do with the Japanese girls there. So Japan for sure would be really interesting. And then um, over in the UK, I would love to wrestle around there too, because I think there's a lot of good girls over there. Is there anybody that you want to wrestle that you haven't wrestled yet? This is such a hard question because there's just so many, but speak, well, I'll speak on uh, UK girls, Giselle Shaw. I would love to work with her. I think she's so amazing. amazing. Um, yeah, she's, I think that we could have a really fun match. So Zoe Lucas and Charlie Evans, like all those girls that are really, oh, I have wrestled Charlie before, but in a tag team match. I've always wanted to wrestle Chris Bay. We were supposed to wrestle before the pandemic happened. So I'd really love to uh, get to work with him. Hi, Ann, Lainey Luck, Will Alday. <laughs> there's like, there's just like a long list of people. So you have a lot of like great feuds with people, you know, that, that like, especially you just put out recently a promo. I don't know how recently it'll be when this video goes up, but uh, yeah. <laughs> package um, yeah, with Camille, like you're so great at, at these videos. Is there someone that you've had your favorite feud with? Was there a favorite feud of yours that you can think of? 
I've always really enjoyed the stuff that I got to do with Sandra at Championship Wrestling Room Hollywood because I just, I like working with her and I think that she is an easy person for my character to play off of. So we, it worked really well how we were able to feud. Also, I would say the stuff I'm doing with Lacey right now there, I've really enjoyed. Oh, and my stuff at Glam with Aliyah Mia Garcia. That was fun too. <laughs> you have a lot of feuds going on. I um, do there... because I like stories. <laughs> I know. Like, and you're building these like incredible stories online and then it like translates <laughs> mm-hmm. to the ring. It, are, is there any feuds percolating that we need to know about that might be coming down the line or, uh, mm-hmm. or anything, uh, anyone that you want, that you are like going to challenge that you might in the future want to challenge? Not that I can think of because, you know, only the only places that I really get to do a lot of storyline stuff is like Hollywood and glam. Hollywood, yeah. I did have a really fun thing that was going to be happening at Santino's though, that I was really excited about because they were like, uh, you know, if you want to cut a promo before your match, like just cut a promo. And then I went out and like probably cut one of my most favorite promos of all time. And that made Joey's head start turning like, oh, maybe we could do some stuff here. And so there was like a little story that had led up to me wrestling Ray for the title. That was supposed to happen. I don't know if I, sh- I don't know if we can, if I should cut that out or not. Um. <laughs> I mean, girl, that might happen three years from now. So I think it's totally fine. I yeah, I think it's fine. We're, we're- <laughs> But yeah, so like I was, I was really excited uh, for that just because it was kind of a thing that was a little true to life because I've always tried to prove myself of like to be of the same quality of the men in Santino's and it's not like they've ever held me back. They've always really like pushed me and gave me opportunities, but I don't think they ever saw me in that way until mm-hmm. I cut that promo. And I was honestly like, I had gotten like, there was just like a switch that happened like a few months prior to that, that was like, I was having some of the best matches of my career and I had had a really good match with Andy that night. So I think that there was like a kind of switch that happened that was like, oh, maybe we see her differently now. I have this shirt from when I first started wrestling. <laughs> yes. Um, it's a Killer Bay shirt for anyone that can't see it because I don't know if it's going to be backwards. But as someone who has watched you over three years, I can say without a doubt, you are currently performing at the best I've ever seen you. And you have, you reached that new level, you know, like you, your Lucha skills and your character work was always like great, but like, you've just like gone next level. I think you're right. Like, you know, like you're correct in your assertion that you (laughs) slept on right now, because I I think you're right that people are, are thinking of the old Heather, but that Heather's Mm -hmm. dead. No, I'm just kidding. She's still alive. (laughs) But you know, like you, people need to watch what you're doing right now. They need to watch your most mm-hmm. current stuff. They need to check out your your reel that you posted because you're not the same Heather Monroe you were three years ago. No, yeah. and I and I think like I'm very confident in myself. I've always been very confident in myself, and I try and toe the line to not be arrogant or like egotistical or whatever. But I do. I'm a Taurus. I have a lot of pride. So like I know how good I am, and I know that people aren't seeing that. So. I remember somebody said to me, and I think he meant it as a compliment, but, and I think a lot of fans say this too, and like, oh, you're, you're like the hidden gem of SoCal, or of blah, 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 and I'm like, that's not good, <laughs> like, that's actually not a good thing, like, mm-hmm. I want to be out there in the world doing, doing the stuff that I see other people doing, that I know that I can be in that same level, so I, I kind of flipped a switch in that regard too during this pandemic, because I'm so sick of sitting at home, but I was like, I know I'm, I know I'm good. And now everybody needs to know I'm good too. (laughs) 
I like it. I know. That's so incredible because I like I've watched you at Hollywood over the years too. And like to see your journey is absolutely incredible. And I know that you're gonna like continue to grow and like reach incredible heights. And I'm so excited to just like continue to watch it. Very true. So like we have we're we're currently in quarantine. It's gonna change slightly, but our normal is not gonna be our normal. Um, what do you like? What do you hope to see? Like, I, you know, what as far as being in television and stuff like that. But what do you hope to see wrestling is going to be? Because it was kind of shut down for a long period of time, and yeah. now it's kind of slowly coming back. But there's no audience and stuff like that. Do you like think that you know what WWE is doing with like the Thunderdome is a good concept or? What, 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 what do you hope to see as far as like your wrestling career and wrestling in general? The virtual fans is good, but not, you know, that's going to be really hard to do on a lower level. Mm-hmm. I think the way that the companies right now out on the East Coast and, and stuff are doing like outdoor wrestling, which and like kind of the spread out uh, stuff like that. Obviously, that's not necessarily doable all year round for for them. <laughs> it would right. be out here in California. Yeah. But I think like that's kind of the future of like maybe just less people the masks like being really cautious um like with sanitizing in between matches right. i think that's going to be the future for at least the next couple years yeah what do you think of that that's like you know obviously we saw wwe didn't shut down but just being a wrestler like what like as far as kind of getting back in the ring and you know having the temperatures checked but still you're like up on somebody it's not like mm-hmm. okay well you know we're just talking um you know mm-hmm. what's your like what's your assessment is like, okay, well, they're doing everything possible and I'm being safe and the person I know is wrestling, you know, is being safe or what's your thought process with that? That's my, that's kind of the main thing. I'm like, uh, I kind of assess it based off of if I know the people at the promotion and kind of am a little bit more aware of that. Like I have a show on the 26th in Beaumont for Hurricane Pro. Um, I've worked for them a, a bunch before. I'm, I'm comfortable with the people that run it and they've, told me what they're going to do. And I'm wrestling Taya, who I literally hang out with all the time. She's like in my bubble. So I'm, I was like, easy. That's no brainer. Yeah. I'll go work with her. But if I had to go work, like somebody, uh, another wrestler, Ruby reached out to me the other day and she was like, people want me to wrestle three random girls. What should I do? And I said, I wouldn't do that. Like if it's three random girls, I'm not comfortable with that. Right. Okay. I don't know where they're, where they've been. Mm-hmm or what they've been doing. I know yeah, how I've been taking care of myself. Yeah. I get test. I test myself regularly because I'm paranoid. So I get, to, I test myself t- like every two weeks at least. And there's That's two people, there's good. two people in my little quarantine bubble that get tested every week. <laughs> so every I'm like, week? Oh wow. Yeah, because they work yeah. for, you know, like John works for WWE and okay, gotcha. so it's like people that are already getting tested. So it's like, if they had it, I would have it. So on right. I mean, now, like, thinking about it from a production side, like, we're gonna have to continue to think about, like, people are slowly going back to TV tapings and stuff. And like, you're gonna have to regularly, I think this is going to start being a regular thing where wrestlers are like, even a year from now, we're gonna have to get tested until there's a vaccine. You know, I think we're gonna have to come up yeah. with these precautions. Um, I, it's a and, different world. Yeah. And I think testing is way like that's the best way right now for us to take Mm -hmm. care of each other like Mm -hmm. testing and obviously like wearing the mask and like you know staying as safe as possible but a vaccine might never happen like a real good vaccine they've not found one for SARS in general ever so it's like I'm not putting all my 
eggs into the vaccine basket. I would rather have rapid testing and like find a treatment that yeah. works. And have it available for everyone, like exactly. easy access to it all. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of rapid testing, we're going to go to rapid hot tags. Good transition. So for you guys who are watching for the first time, which you shouldn't be, but uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask Heather a question. She's going to say the first thing that comes to her mind. Don't be embarrassing. Does that. It's not that bad. I'm embarrassing and I overshare Oh, no. Sarah knows this. On <laughs> <laughs> um, your favorite quarantine snack. Favorite quarantine snack? Uh, oh, uh, peanut butter M&M's. Oh, oh, so good. The caramel one. Have you tried those ones? Which ones? The caramel ones. Oh, yeah. Those ones are good, too. But Have you guys had the Nutella? There's Nutella or hazelnut. Oh, no. Yeah, this is not how rapid hot tags work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Sorry, my bad. This my is bad. rapid. <laughs> That's it. Um, do you prefer to work out at home or at the gym? At the gym. Uh, cooking. Do you prefer cooking at home or ordering out? Cooking at home. Cooking out. <laughs> cooking at home. Oh, cooking at home. I was like, what is that? Um, if you could wake up tomorrow having gained one quality or ability, what would it be? Are we talking like superhero abilities or are we talking yeah. in general both. abilities? Both, both. Whatever comes to your mind. Oh my gosh. Uh, I would, oh my gosh. What, what do I want my, <laughs> this is a hard question. Um, I think I'd want the ability to teleport. Okay, I like it. Uh, what in your life are you grateful for? The good group of, of people that I've surrounded myself with in my life. And if you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or the body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? Probably the mind. Oh, Dementia me. would be bad. <laughs> oh, I love this question so because I love that you could never tell ahead of time which one you're going to get. <laughs> yeah, now that you say that, the, the dementia... See, that's what I was on. I was on that... I was on that train. Listen, I get it. I might have dementia, but I want to be hot. With dementia. <laughs> with, hot, with dementia. But you won't know what to do with the hot body. You need to know what to do. I just need to be hot. <laughs> now, now you're swaying me back to your side, Sarah. So, okay, so. Come back, TK. Come back to the body. <laughs> no. Come back, TK. It wasn't that, it wasn't that bad, Heather. Um, we really appreciate you for joining us. And all the amazing things that you've done. This is, I don't even want to say this is, the, this is the beginning because you've been killing it. So you just could kill it more. If that makes Thank sense. you. I'm trying. Not to be in your, like, you know, at the top, but, you know. <laughs> Notice her. So just in case you're not following Heather, where can everybody follow you? Uh, Heather is me on Twitter and Instagram. And um, that's kind of it. <laughs> I don't even really pay attention to Facebook. Yeah. I do watch your, um, it's so funny speaking in the bubble. So I do see, like, I follow Taya and I follow you. And I, I can tell... I can tell which female wrestlers are just with people in general and who's in whose bubble. And it's like, you can kind of tell. So I did like, you know, kudos. I love Taya. She's, she's amazing. She's so. yeah. She's one of my favorite humans and her clothing line. Oh my God. To die for. Oh, new launch coming in October guys. Yeah. The stuff Ooh. is amazing. Like, and it's stuff she designed coming up. I can, so I I'll talk. brag about her for days. Yeah. <laughs> the stuff is amazing. I, I need to hit her up because it's my Anyways, <laughs> show, we won't continue on with that. But thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Sarah the Rebel, cat mom number one. <laughs> Where can everybody find you? You just skipping the star of the week. Oh, damn. <laughs>
Woo, get on it. <laughs> Today's star of the week is Roxy, <laughs> debuting at 17 for Booker T's Reality of Wrestling, where she won the Roe Diamonds Division Championship. Roxy already has an amazing resume. The 18-year-old prodigy has worked for Rise, AEW, Sabotage, Shimmer, Hurricane Pro, and more. She also bravely spoke up during wrestling's hashtag speaking out movement, showing that the next generation of wrestlers in this industry are on the right track. We can't wait to see where their soon-to-be superstar ends up. Be sure to follow her at underscore Roxy. Tell her that Women's Wrestling Talk sent you. And if you want to learn more about another Star of the Week, please hit us up. Tell us who you want to hear about for a future Star of the Week segment that TK will not forget about. And watch my match with Roxy on Title Match Network. It's a really good match. Boom. That title. Yes. I won't forget about it. She drops. <laughs> Maybe not for the next three times. We'll see. <laughs> but let's bring it all back again. Just in case you guys didn't uh, didn't know, where can everybody follow you, uh, Heather, one more time? Heather is me on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And, and join my Patreon. <laughs> and uh, the Patreon as well. And then uh, Sarah the Rebel, where can everybody follow you? Everyone can find me at Sarah the Rebel everywhere you can think of. And Sarah has an H as God in the Bible intended. And Emily <laughs> May, the Farmer's Daughter, where can everybody find you? Yeah, you can find me on all social platforms at Emily May Heller. There you go. And you can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. Don't forget to follow us on WW Talk on Instagram and WW Talk 2020 on Facebook and on Twitter. We really appreciate you guys for joining us. And until next time, ciao.